Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We want to welcome everyone uh, to the RF Sports Radio Show. It is 9 o'clock. I am your host, Rodney. Uh, we'll be joined by my co-host, Royce, here in a second. We want to welcome everybody to the program, everyone that tuned in yesterday, everyone that tuned in, uh, tuning in today. If you're tuning in on Facebook, uh, if you're tuning in on the uh, actual website, blogtalkradio.com uh, slash rfsports. That's blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. And we got a lot of information to discuss today. The NFL kicked off. Uh, college football, Tigers at home, no more playing for Tiger. So we got a lot of stuff we want to get into today. And first I want to give you all some brand new uh, contact information. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter now at RF Sports Radio is the um, Twitter ID. So that's twitter.com slash RF Sports Radio. And then you can also catch us on email at RF Sports Radio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. So definitely want to get into a lot of the Cowboys talk. I've been hearing it all uh, Monday, all today. Everyone's definitely looking out for the Cowboys, trying to figure out what happened uh, there in the last uh, play of the game. You had Alex Barron getting caught with a hose. You had the end of the half and the bonehead play that Jason Gary called. So we're going to get into definitely all of that. So today's call-in question today is going to be, who do you blame for the Cowboys' loss? Now, I've heard different opinions. i got different people calling in now, but I want to know definitely, who do you blame for the Cowboys' loss? And we're going to welcome in, welcome in our co-host, Royce, how you doing? Uh, good afternoon, How you doing, Rodney? I'm doing good. You know, it's a big, busy day. We got a lot to discuss. We had to stress the time on the show today because we have so much stuff to get into. Um, definitely going to get into a lot of the Cowboys. We actually have a roundtable coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff to discuss. So there's no, no time to waste. I do want to give a special shout-out to our sponsors for the first hour. Uh, my sponsor today is going to be Smokey John's Barbecue, located on Mockingbird. Uh, they're definitely a huge supporter of the show. Y'all make sure y'all check them out at the State Fair. They'll be doing turkey legs, barbecue. Uh, the Smokey John's uh, Barbecue is going to be our sponsor for the day. So big shout-out to them. Now, Mr. Royce. Yes, how you doing right now? I'm here. Well, I know one of the things we kind of talked about, we're going to get into plenty of football, plenty of cowboys, but let's kind of start off on a little bit lighter note. Uh, one of the things that me and you have been talking about has been this USA basketball, which if those of y'all that don't know, uh, the USA team did win the FIBA championship. Um, and a lot of people are saying it's a come-out party for Kevin Durant. Uh, now, you saw oh, a lot yes, of the sir. game. What do you think about that? I think Kevin, then, 
Durant was the star of the series. Uh, he got a lot of international recognition. He averaged uh, at least 30 points a game. And if you didn't see him play, then you missed the show. But I tell you what, NBA, y'all better look out because we got a new superstar. Yeah, we've talked about that. I mean, you saw him play, you saw his teammate Russell Westbrook play. Um, I mean, basically he went for 33 points in that last game, and that's exactly what Kevin Durant's need. This is what's going to put him on that world stage is having the chance to play out there for all the people outside of the USA because uh, the games were hosted in Turkey. Uh, do you think this is really going to catapult him to the upper echelon of the NBA? Of course. I'm going to even go out on a limb and say they're going to win the West. Now, yeah, look how he looks the fan. I predict them to win the West. So you're looking at actually the Oklahoma City Thunder to win the West? Yes, sir. They were, what, just a couple of games away, one game away from proceeding? Yes, well, that's sir. I, I'm making a prediction right now. You Watch out, you Laker fans. It's the new young guns in town. Well, I mean, I really like Kevin Durant. I wouldn't go that far. Now, they did give L.A. a quick run for their money in their first round of playoffs. Uh, they had a huge, huge crowd advantage when they played Oklahoma City. But that's kind of far. You know, I'm still going to pull for Kobe. Kobe's still my dude, and he's still the best player out there. And we'll definitely talk about that furthermore on the, on the upcoming shows as we get close to the NBA season. But I agree with you. I think Kevin Durant is a rising superstar. I think you'll see a lot more Kevin Durant on the scene, not just here in America, but internationally, especially after doing what he did in the, uh, in the uh, FIBA. And so I think it's definitely going to be a coming out party for him. Anybody else you saw on the USA basketball team that really piqued your interest? Well, Lamar Odom, uh, he, he didn't average the whole, he averaged about 10 to 12 points a game, but his hustle play, his rebounding, and his defense kept uh, the USA in the game, a lot of games. I got to give it to Lamar Odom. He has really stepped his game up this year. Also, Westbrook plays with uh, Kevin Durant. He has really gained a lot of experience playing at point guard. I look, that's why I say I'm going to predict that Oklahoma City win the West. Hey, Kevin Durant, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Lamar Odom had a big game that last game. He had 15 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, they helped the U.S. team win gold uh, for the fourth time. So, And they basically blew out the host team, Turkey. Uh, 81-64. to They did play real close with Brazil. We talked about that last time with Leandro Barbosa missing that shot. And they had a a decent chance for me in Lithuania. But there was a lot of NBA players. Um, I don't know any Turkish NBA players. I know they do have uh, Hito Turgaloo. That's right. And Turgaloo hit 16 points in that last game, too. And he also got in the shoving match. uh, we won a U.S. player. Yeah, I heard about that. I, I, think, he got, I think he got a little frustrated. Now, there's another huge story going on in the NBA right now as well. Uh, if you guys uh, know, there's a lot of talk about the trade uh, with Carmel Anthony. Uh, we talked about that last time. But there's even other news that's breaking about uh, Allen Iverson. Now, those of y'all that may not know, Allen Iverson had a, a tumultuous year last year. Didn't really have a team. Went back to the 76ers. Didn't really play. Let's thing you know, he's in Atlantic City. He's getting out of this trouble. So now Alan Alvarez is actually considering playing in China. And that's that's like a huge step for NBA players to take a transition from the NBA 
and go all the way to China. A lot of times you see them starting overseas and come back to the NBA, but now they're going from the NBA and going all the way back into China. I mean, what do you think about AI taking this game global? Well, you know, Ronnie, when uh, you, you can't find a job, you kind of have to take whatever kind of work that's available. But they might pay him a lot of money. He may end up being a superstar in China. So I can understand them. If you, if you don't have a job, you just have to take what you have to do when you have a family. So Yeah. And obviously, he's not going to be the first player to do this. Actually, he's following uh, Stephon Marbury's footprints from last year because Marbury actually played over in Chinese, uh, the Chinese Basketball Association last year. So, obviously, it's not nothing new. It's something a lot of the players are looking into. There was even talk before LeBron had his big press conference about him going international, which I don't think is going to happen. But for AI to go over there, that's a huge step. I mean, it's going to open up a lot more doors for some of these NBA players. They might not be getting starting time, uh, but they can actually go overseas and make a huge fan base overseas and then be able to actually, um, you know, boost their careers by going over to China. But it's going to be interesting you know, to see Allen Iverson playing up against Chinese basketball players. I mean, I think that's pretty pretty interesting to me. Well, you know, uh, now basketball is a global game. If you watch, if you, you know, the, every time the Olympics come, every team is well represented, and we have a lot of foreign players in the NBA. Uh, Dirk is one, and with the Mavericks, years ago you didn't hear about European players playing in the NFL. NBA, but it's it's gone global now, right? Yeah, it's definitely gone global. Definitely gone global. And then another story we talked about with the Carmelo Anthony trade, and we actually broke the rumor uh, last show uh, this past Thursday that there's a talks of a trade of Carmelo Anthony uh, for uh, Joe Kim Noah. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be other parts of the trade, other players, maybe money involved. But the um, the two players in question are going to be those two. And that could be huge for a player like Derrick Rose, which you saw him play in the basketball uh, championships. And to have Derrick Rose and to have uh, Carlos Boozer, to have Carmelo Anthony in your lineup, I mean, that could be huge, especially in the, uh, in the Eastern Division, which is going to be as competitive as it's going to be. Yeah, I can't believe Denver's willing to let him go just like that. Uh, if he stayed another year, he could make $150 million in New York. Right. But what I, do you know, think I believe it when I say it. Yeah, I say the same thing, too. But what do you think would be a better fit for Carmelo Anthony's game, up there in New York with Stoudemire or in uh, Chicago with Derrick Rose? How about in Dallas with uh, Dirk Nowitzki? That's even better. <laughs> yeah, it'd be even better. <laughs> and there was a Maverick playing in the championships, uh, our new center, uh, Tyson Chandler. What did you think about his game? Uh, Tyson Chandler did okay. He uh, he came off the bench, but uh, I think he'll do good in Dallas Mavericks uh, uniform and in their system. He fit well, well at the... Because uh, he's a pretty good two center. He's 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 been in there a while, and you can't do no worse. Well, you can't do worse than Eric Dampier. I mean, with us in Dallas, we already know how we feel about uh, E Damp, as you like to call it. So, um, his game is damp a lot of times. I know that. So you can't do any can't do any worse than that. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, funny story. I was at a Maryland game and I dropped a dime, and Eric Dampier couldn't jump over it. <laughs> I believe that story. I think I was there for that game. 
Yeah, there were some huge uh, disappointments in a lot of the games. I was really expecting Penn State to put up a really big fight against Alabama. That didn't happen. I was really hoping that um, some of the other games would be a lot closer. But we're starting to really see what teams are ready to play, what teams are on point. Alabama looks like they haven't skipped a beat. Uh, Florida, of course, they need a little bit more uh, to happen there. But they're still winning, so we can't be mad about that. But I think overall the college season, the, the best thing I like about the college season is the regular season because you cannot, uh, a lot of cases, lose a game. You got to play every game with importance, every game like it's a playoff game. And then we get to this bowl system, which we'll get into a lot once the time comes. But I don't want to beat a dead horse. I mean, the bowl system is not the playoffs, but the regular season is just like the playoffs. You got to win every game, especially in the conference like the SEC or the Big 12 or even the Pac-10 for that matter. You got to really, really play every game just like a playoff game. That's what's exciting. Um, And it gives you something to lead up to until Sunday. Uh, any teams you saw on Saturday that you really liked besides Michigan? Uh, no, they ain't look good, too. Yeah, but they got beat. Yeah, they still look good compared to last year's Notre Dame team. <laughs> you got to go with Alabama. Alabama's one of the top teams. Right. Uh, right. Florida. I got a Boise State. Uh, I'm waiting to see Texas play next week. And that's yeah. Tennessee. Right. Yeah, Texas got a huge game next week with uh, Texas Tech. That should be, that should really show us a lot about what Texas can do. Oklahoma basically mm-hmm. rolled over FSU. TCU, they look good. Yeah. yeah, TCU look good as well, too. Some of the big games coming up next Saturday, just a programming note. Uh, you got TCU taking on Baylor at 430. You got Boise State at Wyoming. Um, you've got Texas playing at Texas Tech. Nebraska's at Washington, Florida at Tennessee, Arkansas at Georgia, LSU and Mississippi State. Um, you got USC at Minnesota and Penn State at Kent State. So you got a, you got a lot of good games coming up on the schedule, and we'll really shake out and see who's going to be in that top upper echelon of the uh, of the college football ranks. Now, while I have you on, Russ, I want to ask you and get your opinion on a few other things in the college realm. Do you think a team like Boise State or TCU, who only plays one ranked team on the schedule and basically has a cakewalk for the rest of the season. You think that team should play for the championship besides the team in the SEC or a team in the Big 12 has got one loss? Do you think it's fair for a team that plays a harder schedule in the Big 12 and SEC to miss out on the chance of a championship if they didn't go undefeated like a Boise State or TCU? Well, that's a good question right now. Ah. Let me start out with this. I don't like the system. I don't like everybody switching uh, conferences. You know, it's kind of confusing. I, I wish they do we'll go to a bracket system and have a playoff, you know. And uh, like you said, every game is just like a bowl game. So it doesn't matter who you play, you know. Uh, if you go undefeated and don't play anybody, no top-ranked team, you still should be, you know, you can't change the record. But I like to see them go to some kind of bracket and have a national champion. That way, it'd be no question. I know schools make money. You can still have the bowl games, just extend the season a little bit longer, uh, have the bowl winners play each other, and then you can go down to a national champion. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Let's go into a little bit of the rankings um, right now as they stand in college football. 
the AP Top 25 it still has Alabama there. Ohio State at number two, Boise State at number three, TCU at uh, number four on the AP poll, but the USA Today poll has Texas number four. Uh, so that could be a, an issue coming up later on in the season. Oregon is uh, number five, Texas is number six in the AP poll, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Iowa, and Florida in your top ten. Uh, the only major discrepancy is the Texas and TCU ranking from AP and the USA Today. Um, and as you know, USA Today is a lot of times voted on by the coaches um, in the in college football. Um, and then, of course, the, your, you still have Michigan moving up to the top 20. Uh, you got Michigan moving up to the top 22 on the USA Today Bowl. So they're making a move, and a lot of people are starting to recognize a guy like Denard Robertson. I mean, this guy is, is, is awesome. If you haven't seen him, I guarantee you need to set your TiVo, set your DVR, uh, to catch this guy, because this guy's really, really something special. I thought Tebow was huge uh, when he played, but this guy here could really revolutionize the whole uh, college football as we know it, just being a quarterback and rushing for 250 yards a game. I mean, that's that's amazing. And then throwing for 250. Uh, that's that's huge. That's really huge. And you got to get He reminds me of a young Michael Dick. Yeah, yeah, and I think, and you know, what the only thing about Michael Vick is he didn't really, he really exposed a lot of his uh, running game and pass game. But this guy's basically doing, I mean, that's his, that's his number one option is to run a pass. He's, he's, he's doing Michael Vick times 10, uh, as far as he's concerned from the last first two games. And he's got a coach like Rich Rodriguez, and if y'all know Rich Rodriguez, you know he coached at West Virginia, had a quarterback by the name of Pat White. Pat White did the same thing, ran the same offense. Well, this is a, a, a hybrid uh, Pat White in the offense that they're running at Michigan. Now, the defense is still kind of suspect, but if your guy's going to rush for 250 and throw for 250, I think you got a hell of a chance to win the game, in my opinion. And we're going to also talk a little bit about some other sports here, too. And uh, just to give you a quick programming note, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. If you go to the website, uh, com slash RF Sports. You can connect with the Twitter page, which is RF Sports Radio. Um, you can also call in, and the number is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. And don't forget the question today is, who do you blame for the Cowboys loss? And yeah, I like to hear some other opinions out there, and please call in. We'd like to get some understanding. I'm tired of butting heads with Brian. I want to hear what some of you other guys out there have to say. So come on, call in. Because <laughs> it could get real ugly if me and Roy start butting heads, that's for sure. It could get real personal and real ugly. So. <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about it. Because I always go to the golf course. Right, exactly. Exactly. And speaking of golf, um, Tiger Woods is out. Um, he's not in the FedEx Cup anymore. He didn't finish. He didn't qualify uh, high enough for the FedEx Cup now. So I'm going to ask you, Royce, as a fellow golfer, what does Tiger do now? He just keeps playing. Uh, you know, everybody has a slump. If you know you, you play golf and you know you have your good days and your bad days, and sometimes you go out there and you can't hit with the crap. But even if Tiger's that worst day, he's better than a lot of other players. Yeah. Well, I agree with that, and I think that now Tiger can kind of focus on uh, what he needs to work on in his game, go back and look at some of the shots he's taken, 
I mean, he played 12 tournaments this year, then went not one, which is a first for Tiger. I mean, uh, we always used to Tiger being there on Sunday. And he had a little excitement throughout the season, but it really was just a bad year for him. With so much going on in his personal life, I think it's just a testament of his will to even be able to get out there on the golf course. It's such a mental game. But you didn't have the fortitude to actually go out there and still play. We're going through the divorce and who knows who's going to come out in the media with your text messages. There's got to be a huge, huge uh, deal going on in this guy's head, and he was still out there to go out there and perform. So my hat's off to him. I don't think it was a wasted season. I think he uh, really did right by going out there and actually uh, playing this season. Um, and I think he'll be even better next season. I think everybody needs to look out. Everyone that talks trash about him. Said this and said this from a PGA Tour. Uh, your day's coming. Believe that. There's one thing about golf. You have to have your head in the game. Uh, that's one sport you really have to have concentration. Right. And your head in the game, you're not going to play with crap. Yeah, I agree. And then on another note, uh, we had another thing going this weekend, Rafael Nadal. I know we don't talk a lot of tennis on this show. But I think it should be said this guy's had the career grand slam. He's run all the majors, uh, which is only eight people have ever done that in the in the sport. This guy's only 24 years old. Um, of course, Roger Federer is leading uh, the major wins with 16. But this guy's got nine at the age of 24. And I bring that up because it's kind of funny how uh, Roger Federer and Tiger Woods are so great friends. They text each other back and forth, hey, I got another major. Hey, I got another major top that one. And now it's kind of like both of these guys are fell by the wayside. you got these newcomers coming up, uh, like a uh, Rafael Nadal or a um, uh, Hunter Mahan or some of the younger guys that are on the tour that are really trying to come up. It's just funny how they correlate between each other. And I know you don't watch uh, tennis that much, Royce, but it's something to be said for a guy that's 24, he's already got nine. Uh, major wins and a career grand slam already in a sport like tennis. Well, you know, right now I watched this match and I saw him. Boy, he is a, I mean, I think it's a hundred mile, hundred five mile an hour ball. You know, that's and I watched him play. He is really athletic. I look yeah. for him to win a lot more. Yeah, I agree. And one thing about tennis, you know, the, the, the young. Folks dominate, have always dominated tennis. You know, you got 15 and 16 year olds playing in the uh, Wilmington. Mm-hmm. So it's always been a young person's sport. Well, and one I thing about being on top, I'm talking about Tiger and all these other guys on top. You don't be on top forever. There's always somebody that's faster, stronger, better. You know, so why you on top? You have to enjoy. You know, because it doesn't last. Yeah. I agree with you on that. And we've seen that happen to so many athletes over such a long period of time. It's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's really just like, it's just amazing. I mean, everyone has their time. It's all about what you do with your time and what people remember you by um, in later years. So I definitely understand that one. We can talk about a little bit about some of the other friends' sports. I don't know if you guys are following the story in boxing, but Floyd Mayweather was arrested over the weekend, apparently for some type of battery or grand larceny, um, something to that effect, some kind of domestic dispute with the lady. And I think this is all Floyd Mayweather's cry and plea and going online, talking trash about Pacquiao, because the boy needs a fight. Anytime he has a fight going on, he's clear-headed. We don't hear about none of this other stuff. 
and he won't fight for another year. Uh, Pacquiao took another fight. It's going to be held at uh, the Cowboys Stadium. I don't understand. What, what What is keeping these two guys from fighting? If anybody else knows out there, please call in and let me know because I need to see this fight. There's yeah, I no think Mayweather is scared of it. Now, I think it's the other way around. I think that Pacquiao doesn't want to take the fight. And then it's money. The more they prolong it, the, the bigger the fight becomes. And I don't think I need one of them for money right now. So they got time. But it's going to happen. Yeah, I would hope so. I hope I get a chance to see it. And I know you were telling me some stuff about how Vegas is really, really getting tired of Jerry Jones. You want to explain a little bit about that? Yeah, Jerry is stealing all the thunder from uh, Las Vegas uh, with his new stadium. Uh, everything from concerts to boxing match in Vegas is kind of, you know, for a seat, 100,000 people see a fight compared to 40 or 50,000 in Vegas, and you get a lot more revenue and larger venue. So hats off to Jerry. Touche, Jerry. <laughs> well, Jerry's a businessman, and Jerry's my guy. I know you don't, you're not necessarily a cowboy fan, but Jerry. I love Jerry Jones. I love Jerry Jones. No, no mistake about that. I, I don't like the Cowboys, but Jerry is my man. I'll take Jerry as the owner any day. Well, we're gonna we're gonna put Jerry on the. We're gonna question him a little bit later on in the show too. And guys, don't forget the call in number uh, to reach us here live on the show and voice your opinion is three two three nine two seven two nine zero six. That's three two three nine two seven two nine zero six. And you can also reach us on Twitter at RF Sports Radio. Or you can reach us at email, rfsportsradio at gmail.com, or on Facebook. Uh, you can find us there also, too. i got to get you a Facebook page, too, Royce. you got a lot of people emailing me trying to find you on Facebook. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, we're going to get into the NFL. My my hands are itching to talk about this week. <laughs> well, we can't hold it back any longer. I agree with you on that. The NFL kicked off. Uh, we were live on the air for the first kickoff game on Thursday. But it's really a full swing. And uh, what we'll do is we'll walk through the schedule a little bit and go over some of the NFL games and just give us our little opinions on uh, some of the stuff that happened over this past Sunday. Now, how did you start your Sunday out, Roy? Uh, football Sunday. <laughs> I shut everything up, everybody out. Football Sunday. Concentrate just on football. I saw some pretty good games, and I saw some first week jitters. I can't wait till we get about the six, seven weeks of football. I saw a lot of stuff that was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of these teams are still thinking they're in the preseason for it, I can tell. And a lot of these right. teams that came and they're ready to play. Let's jump into one of the games that happened uh, this week. You had the Dolphins and the Bills. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Bills 15-10 to in somewhat of an ugly game. Anytime you're playing the Bills, it can get kind of ugly, uh, as we all know. Now, the yeah, you, expected, game, you expected Miami to just roll all over, and, uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, I saw a lot of poor execution on both ends. You know, you don't look for Buffalo to to dominate, but I was really disappointed in Miami offense. Well, luckily Carlos Dansby uh, made the difference in the game by having that safety in the fourth quarter. 
And uh, some of the uh, stats from this particular game, Chad Henney went 21 for 34, 182 yards, but no TDs. Uh, Ronnie Brown, one of my fantasy players, unfortunately on the bench, uh, had 13 carries, 65 yards, and one TD. And uh, Marshall, in his debut, had eight receptions and only 53 yards. I mean, you got to get more production on a guy like Brandon Marshall, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Out of the whole man offense. What happened to the Wildcats? I know. That's what I, that's what I don't understand. I thought they were the pioneers of bringing it back. Right, right. You, I expect at least to score 30 points or more. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just first game jitters. You know, I think a lot of teams suffered from that this weekend. Yeah. And then you had so, the we're, we're, side of the ball. Uh, Edwards had went 18 for 34 and 139 yards and one TD, which is not good. Uh, Jackson uh, went for four carries and 19 yards, and Johnson uh, caught the ball for three receptions and 40 yards. So that, they're terrible on offense for the Bills. I mean, they did right. hold them to 15 points. Uh, actually, uh, actually uh, 13 points if we don't count the safety. But, man, they got to do something in Buffalo. And I see uh, they lost T.O. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Marshawn Lynch, but they got to get something going in Buffalo and in, and in uh, Miami, too. Yeah, they couldn't get the ball to T.O. I mean, who can you get the ball to? Can't get it to T.O. Right. Another game that went on in a drubbing, an actual butt whooping, uh, was the Titans and the Raiders. The Titans win the game 38-13. to I mean, they outscored the uh, Raiders 24-6 to in the first half. I mean, just jumped on them and jumped on them early. And uh, we mentioned went 13 for 17, 154 yards. And two TDs, which is actually pretty good for Vince Young, where you got a guy like Chris Johnson in the back backfield running for 27 carries and 142 yards and two TDs. I mean, all you got to do is hand this guy the ball, am I right? Uh, you're right. Speaking of uh, Houston, that uh, happens to be my game of the week pick. Uh, uh, game. Well, we'll get to the Houston game. But what do you, let me ask you this on that uh, Oakland and Tennessee game. Now, I was really, as you know, I, I made the pick last uh, week that Oakland was going to contend for the AFC West. I must laugh. Yeah, man. Well, they didn't start out quite like I thought they would. I mean, Campbell went 22 for 37 for 180 yards and one TD. Uh, McFadden had 95 yards rushing. But McFadden was also the leading receiver. Where in the world is. Uh, the wide receivers. Then we get Haywood Bay. Then we get all these fast guys so they can tuck the ball down the field. Where is the Oakland offense? Well, you know, Oakland's offense has struggled for a while. Now, I, I saw some improvement there. I expected more out of Oakland. I'm, I'm like you, I expected to finish high in the division. But it looks like the same old Oakland Raiders. I agree with that. Another big profile game uh, with some newcomers had to be the uh, Bengals and the Patriots game, and I was expecting the Bengals to show up a lot bigger uh, than they did. I mean, Ocho Cinco had an awesome game, 12 receptions, 159 yards, and one TD. I guess once you finally pick a girl out of 80, uh, 85 of them, you go ahead and go out there and have a good game. And Carson Palmer, uh, 34 for 50. 34 out of 50 for 345 yards and two TDs. And Cedric Benson only had 43 yards on the ground. 
I mean, this Patriots defense, a lot of people talked about it, uh, being young and being inexperienced, but they look like they haven't missed a beat. Yeah, I think Cincinnati underestimated uh, New England's defense, and they probably thought it was two in for points. But New England played flawless. You know, they they could. And I don't know why teams don't, <laughs> don't stop him. I mean, I know he's fast. I know he's good. But my defense would be, that's your man. Wherever he go, you go. You know, and as long as the team leaves him open, uh, I look for him to win a lot of games. Tom Brady has picked up where he left off last year. Uh, uh, he hasn't read. Belichick hasn't read his play. He read his play. And let's not forget Tom Brady started off the game. Uh, started out that week with a brand-new contract and a car wreck and comes out and goes 25 for 35 with 258 yards and three TDs. Huge, huge if you had him on your fantasy team, I know. And then, of course, Wes Walker, we talked about him with eight receptions, 64 yards, and two TDs. That's the way you come back into the NFL. Just imagine what they could have done with this guy in the playoffs last year. I mean, to lose him at the last – game of the season last year was huge. This guy comes out and makes a difference in the game and has skipped the beat, just like you said. Right. Well, as long as they keep Randy Moss in check, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, that's going to be the key. And if y'all didn't know Randy Moss made some comments after the game and pertaining to his contract, saying that he's not happy, he wants something done. But, hey, what, is Randy, what else is Randy Moss going to say? And where else is Randy Moss going to go? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's that plenty of students out here. I can think of one team uh, in Dallas that would love to have Randy Moss here. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not kidding. You. I'm not kidding. You. I'm not kidding. You. We got we can make room for Randy Moss. Believe that. With the with the core receivers that Dallas supposedly have, we can make room for Randy Moss. Any team can make room for Randy Moss. Well, they couldn't keep T.O. I, I don't think they can keep Randy Moss here either. <laughs> well, let's get into a little bit of NFC East action. Our rivals, the New York football Giants, put up 31 points against the Panthers. We only put up 18, which was a, a beating from uh, from really from the third quarter on. They were, they did. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was the biggest part of the game with the turnovers. And they still managed to win. And I think uh, Peyton found him a new, uh, I mean, Eli Manning's found him a new target in this Knicks guy. Knicks had three TDs. I mean, this guy coming out of nowhere and catches three TD, three TD passes for Manning, so he's got a go-to guy. Manningham still did his job. He had 85 yards, although no TDs. And uh, Bradshaw uh, rushed for 76 yards in that double combination they got with Bradshaw and Jacobs. So, uh, we'll be seeing them pretty soon. They're actually playing the coach uh, this next Sunday. So we'll, we're going to have to play these guys twice. What do you think about the uh, Giants offense? you think it was just the uh, Panthers' lack of defense, or do we need to be worried about them putting up 31 points? Well, from what I saw Sunday, even with the three uh, uh, turnovers, they managed to, to stay on top. The receiving court looks hot. And as long as Eli stays uh, focused, I think they'll be all right. But the Giants, you know, they they have a tendency of shooting themselves in the foot. It's just a matter of time. They I play mean, great literally, football. And, literally shooting themselves in the foot. 
Plus go birds. Right. They shoot themselves in the thigh. So yeah, right. They, they, literally. They can play one week excellent, the next week they're terrible. They can win three quarters and lose in the fourth quarter. You know, they they ain't consistent. I don't know if they're gonna be consistent this year. Yeah, the Panthers, I mean, they, they put out uh, their quarterback more and he had got a little shaken up in the game. He went fourteen for thirty three. 182 yards of one TD, and Steve Smith coming back from a broken arm in a flag football game for five receptions, 75 yards, and one TD. This guy here is um, is coming back with a vengeance, too. Yeah, I don't know what Carolina always uh, – they have good players. They always play good football, but they just can't seem to win. Now, I'm going to go out here in the limb. I'm, I, I guarantee you Jimmy Clausen is going to be starting. Uh, before we get to the halfway point of the season, I just think they're oh, yeah. going to put him in. Yeah, they got got, got to put this guy in. If Moore's going to play agree. like that, yeah, Moore's going to play like that. They got they got to get this guy a chance, some kind of way. I agree. And what I agree. and what may have been the ugliest game, but one of the best finishes is the Falcons and the Steelers. A straight field goal game. No one scored. No one crossed the goal line until an overtime. Uh, when Mendenhall uh, lifted the Steelers in the LT. Now, now you're gonna, you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say, but I'm telling you, this is a huge win for the Steelers to go into that game against a team like the Falcons. They're supposed to have an explosive offense. You don't have your quarterback. He's out for the first four games, and for them to win a game, whether it was field goals or not, it's huge. I think this is the biggest win, one of the biggest wins of the of the uh, of Sunday. Um, because they just they were able to do this without Big Ben, and then we talked about them having to go at least 500 for those first four games. I think this is a huge win for them. One thing about the Steelers, their defense are going to win games. Even when Rosenberg was in there and they didn't have such a good offensive game, the defense had managed to win a lot of games for Pittsburgh. So they still have the same defense. But I think the Dirty Bird got caught in the off slick. Because uh, Atlanta was just, uh, they couldn't get anything going offensively. As long as Pittsburgh defense is intact, they will win games. Yeah, they held Michael Turner to only 42 yards rushing on 19 carries. I mean, it wasn't like he didn't carry the ball. Uh, uh, White went for 111 yards and 13 receptions. Uh, but where is Tony Gonzalez? I mean, Matt Ryan went 27-44. I mean, that, that Steelers defense really, really locked down on him. I mean, seriously. And Dixon, I mean, he, he wasn't spectacular. He went 18-26, for 236 yards. Uh, Mendenhall wasn't that spectacular either. He most of his yards were in the OT uh, touchdown run. But he had 22 carries and 120 yards and one TD, the only TD of the game. And uh, Hyde Ward had 108 yards receiving, which was huge. But that Steelers defense is is – is I mean it's there. I mean they're 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 the biggest thing on the team. If they can keep winning these games fifteen to nine, nine to zero, thirteen to ten, I mean they'll be all right until Ben gets back. Well that's still a football, you know, the ten nine uh defensive, uh uh low scoring that that's typical Pittsburgh football. So they actually play their game. I look for Atlanta to get better. I think uh they just hadn't jailed yet. And I look for them to win a couple of games. They they get it together. But it was yeah. a good win for Pittsburgh. They needed it. 
Another big game and with an exciting finish had to be the Lions and the Bears game. The Bears do win the game 19-14. But I can't honestly give that win to the Bears. I mean, if y'all didn't see this already, Calvin Johnson makes a spectacular catch in the end zone from the back of QB Sean Hill. And due to some rule in the NFL, they overturned the touchdown because he didn't come up with the ball. He was trying to get up off the ground put the ball on the ground and left the ball on the ground but but then bring it back up with them. And it is an NFL rule that has been clarified that that is not a touchdown. I mean, it's a rule, but that don't make it right. You know, Rodney, I, I saw that play several times. The first time I saw it, I moved it a touchdown. I, I heard what the commissioner said. I heard what the referee said. Well, if you can recall... Butch Johnson did the same catch with the Cowboys, rolled over the goal line, dropped the ball, didn't come up with it, and it was a touchdown. You remember that play? Yeah, I remember that play. Same play. So why is one different from the other? I personally thought it was a touchdown. I think the referee just ruled a touchdown, and uh, Troy got cheated. Well, you know what? Even going as recent as that, last year's Super Bowl, uh, I can't right. think of the guy's name, but the Saints player caught the ball at the goal line, rolled in, but didn't maintain possession once he crossed the ball across the plane, and they ruled that a touchdown. That could have been a difference in the game right there. All right, all right, all right. So my thing is if you're going to follow the letter of the law of the rule, it needs to be uniform, it needs to be understood. Now, I guarantee you Calvin Johnson, being a young player that he is, didn't know that rule. And I don't even think the coaching staff of the Detroit Lions had enough knowledge to teach him that rule. Right. But a rule is a rule. But in my opinion, it was a touchdown. I mean, I think you should have gave the guy a touchdown. It was a spectacular play. But, hey, you know, you can't do nothing about it now but move on. But do you think the Lions have a chance to bounce back from a, a loss like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they would. I saw some bright spots in the Lions this year. Uh, I think quarterback staff is out. I don't know how long he's gonna be out, but uh, Detroit is uh, they 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 in the rebuilding stage. I look for them to come a couple of years. They're a couple of years away. Yeah, and I, as far as an update on Stafford, he did have a uh, MRI done. It said it is a separated shoulder, but they do expect him to maybe not to practice this week, but to be in the game. And they really need this guy. They need this guy healthy if they want to do anything this season. They brought in a lot of uh, free agents. They got some good rookies. They've been building this team for a long time. But they need Matt Stafford to be healthy uh, to do anything um, in the NFL this year. Don't you agree? I agree. I agree. Yeah. So we can agree on some things, right? Yeah, very few. (laughs) And then, of course, we're going to move right along uh, just to get through a couple other games, the Browns and the Buccaneers. Uh, The Buccaneers won 17-14. Uh, story of this game, of course, is uh, Jake DeLome starting with the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, wasn't that good? Threw some picks, but that's Jake DeLome. That's what he going to do. He going to throw picks. Yeah, yeah. he, he had a, uh, an interception pregame that day, but uh, DeLome is known for interceptions. It's just a matter of time before he falls back into the same thing. I think he's found new life down there. And... Uh, Let's hope this is the new Jake, and uh, he doesn't revert back to the old Jake. Uh, it looks like the old Jake to me. He looks like he had three turnovers like the old Jake to me. 
And then, of course, you had the uh, Broncos and the uh, Jaguars. Tim Tebow going back to uh, Florida. Uh, he's in Jacksonville, of course, it's not that far from Gainesville. And uh, he made his cameo appearance in the game. But the Jaguars were able to beat the Broncos 24-17. to And really the big story of this game was uh, uh, David Gerrard. I mean, those three TDs, where was that at? He went 16-21, right, right. 170 yards, and threw three TDs. I mean, that was it had to be the shock of the day right there. I didn't know this guy could still play. Yeah, they're not. They've never been a pushover team. On any given day, they can beat anybody. Yeah, I will say that much about. It. And Denver, uh, I didn't look for Denver to do too much this year. They will be building stage, but I think once Tebow take over the ham, they're gonna be a good football team. So, how many games do you give Denver before Tebow's back there in the backfield? I'd say about the fifth game. About the fifth yeah. game? Yeah, I think the same thing. About the fifth game. Yeah. And then another uh, huge, um, another game happened this weekend with the Cardinals and the Rams. Another really spectacular here except for the debut for uh, Bradford. Uh, though the Rams couldn't pull it all together, they lose 17-13 to the Cardinals. Uh, Derek Anderson made his debut after they basically cut Matt Liner. And he went for 297 yards. Bradford went for 253 yards. But he threw the ball 55 times. I mean, he went 32 for 55 with one TD. I mean, this guy's fresh coming off of this uh, shoulder injury, uh, this surgery, and he's already throwing the ball 55 times in the first game. I mean, that's a lot, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But the ground game wasn't there. Uh, Jackson only had 81 yards on the ground. So I guess he had to throw it that many times. But did you really expect St. Louis to do anything this year? Did anybody expect no, St. Louis to no, win the game? No, no. Not at all. Not at all. And they had four turnovers, too. Yeah, they had four turnovers, too. And then, of course, you had the Packers and the Eagles. The Packers had the last Eagles 27-20. The story in this game was Kevin Kyle going down with a concussion. And Michael Vick uh, coming back in the game and being Michael Vick all over again. Now, me and you watched this game. And from what I saw from what Vick did, even though they lost, and they really shouldn't have lost that game, they had the momentum working for them. They were at home, and they made a bad call on their fourth and one where Vick tried to run the ball and didn't make the first down. How do you not make a first down on fourth and one with Michael Vick? I don't know. Uh, why you try to get cute and run a play action? Instead of running right. back, quarterback sneak, I don't know. And give it to your running back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I give it to your running back. But from what you saw, I mean, what do you think about what Vic did? I think Cobb would be gone about the six week too. I think uh, the people of Philadelphia, they're pretty hard fans. A lot of them are calling for Mike Vic to start anyway. So I, I think we're going to have a quarterback controversy. Yeah, we already do. Some of the headlines in uh, Philadelphia newspaper Monday morning was to put Vic in now. They didn't want Kevin Carr to even make it back in. And they've already right. ran out uh, their other quarterback, Donovan McNabb, and now they're ready to put in Kevin, put in uh, Michael Vick for Kevin Carr. But that's Philly for you. That's how Philly works. Yeah. Now, I don't know if y'all oh, knew yeah. this, but Mike Vick actually led the team in rushing for the game, had 103 yards rushing on 11 carries. He also threw for 175 yards in basically the second half of the game. So he had a good game. He also threw for a TD as well. I mean, I think Vic could really be the answer for this team. I mean, Kevin Cobb is a, you know, he's a, he's what they call a uh, a system quarterback. He runs a system that Andy Reid wants to do. 
But that wildcat right. factor of having a guy like Michael Vick back there is what kept the Eagles relevant for so long. That's what McNabb was. So why not go with Vick now? I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I look for that to change in, in, in the same But the fourth week, fifth week, there's going to be so much pressure on Andy Reid from the fans and upstairs that I think he would eventually end up being the starting quarterback. Yeah, I think so. He looks good. He looks fast. He looks, uh, he lost some weight. Uh, he's in football shape now. Last year, you know, he was trying to get in football shape. And, uh, Vic can win some games for you with his arm and his feet. Yeah, I agree. And the other quarterback in the game, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Packers have been everybody's top of the list to win the NFC, maybe even the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers comes out, goes 19 for 31 for 188 yards and two TDs. Um, you know, it's good yardage. I mean, it's a decent game, but you expect a little bit more from Aaron Rodgers, don't you? Well, it was a high spot game. Philadelphia actually could have had a chance to win. And, uh, and, and the Packers are not going to just run over everybody. But I do look for them to win the uh, East. Uh, they're a real balanced team as far as running and passing. And uh, they did have a, uh, I mean, 30 some points is not bad. I don't think put that up every week they can win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And moving on, uh, the 49ers and the Seahawks. Uh, this was a team that you really thought was going to win or take control of the, the NFC West. And they come out, don't even put up a touchdown for you. What happened? Uh, I don't know. And I, don't I, know bet it won't. <laughs> I bet it won't happen again. I guarantee you. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what happened to the 49ers. I really tend to win the division, and uh, maybe they got this bad game out the way, and uh, I look for them to win the next four or five in a row. So don't count my out question yet. The, my question out of the 49ers fans, and, and not just you, but I'm speaking to one in particular. Uh, my barber's a huge 49ers fan. I mean, these guys, where was Michael Crabtree? I mean, Alex Smith goes 26 for 45. Frank Gore goes for 38 yards on the ground. Frank Gore, that's one run for Frank Gore. He had 17 carries and 38 yards. They weren't ready to play, Rodney. San Francisco, they're like they were still in preseason mode. Yeah, he had a guy's ready. On the other hand, Pete Carroll had these guys in a college rah-rah. Saturday morning, let's go get them boys moved. Uh, oh, yeah. I think a lot of youth, you know, and reminded guy, you know, get, he brought a college type atmosphere to that locker room, uh, which they needed Athelback play the best game I've seen him play. And uh, the whole team played a better game. And, you know, you wouldn't even speak about Seattle when you talk about contenders. But uh, yeah. apparently he, he in, injected some youth. Rah, 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 college, let's go get them uh, attitude and locker room. They were ready to play. Yeah, and you know what? And Hasselbeck, speaking of his one of the oldest players on the team, to keep Pete Carroll basically got rid of everyone else. There's no uh, T.J. Hushmanzada. Um, I mean, he's there, but then you, you – he, he got all the youth into the team. He's got Dan Branch, of course, there as well. And he's got his uh, guy, Mike Williams from USC, that's out of – showed up out of nowhere – and has four receptions for 64 yards. I mean, no one could get this guy to play. And then Pete Carroll comes in and gets this guy amped up and play. And they did look like a 
college team with a college atmosphere out there at home, and and that they beat the Forty Nineers thirty-one to six. Yeah, they actually beat the Forty Nineers. They beat the Forty Nineers thirty-one to six, and I can imagine what their locker room was after the game with a guy like Singletary uh, as a coach. I can only imagine how that how that turned out to be. Oh yeah, he hit somebody out of the head. I guarantee you. Yeah, somebody got punched. Somebody got punched. Somebody got, somebody got punched. Yeah, yeah, somebody got punched. And uh, I said, it won't happen again. Singletary will not. He, he might screw up if, if they get that bad again. I think he's gonna put on a uniform and have that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, just before we get into the Monday night game, I want to remind everybody. We want to thank you, first of all, for listening. Um, you can follow the show at uh, blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. You can follow us on Twitter at rfsportsradio. Uh, you can email us at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. And, of course, follow us on Facebook. Um, and, again, the call-in number, we love to hear from everyone. Don't forget the question of the day. And we'll be accepting, uh, taking calls and putting you guys on the air here real soon. The question of the day, again, is who do you blame? Uh, for the Cowboys' loss, and you can be as you can blame as many people as you want, as long as you got a good reason to blame them. But we're gonna definitely <laughs> get into that. You definitely get into that. Before we touch on that, let's go to the Monday night game yesterday. Um, and there's a lot of uh, hoopla around this game: the Ravens and the Jets. A lot of trash talk between Ray Lewis, he was coach. Uh, Rex Ryan, him getting into it, although he coached Ray Lewis for the last ten years, so you know how this guy's ticked. Uh, but it, it, what did you think about the game Monday night? I mean, the Jets put up nine points, uh, no touchdowns. The Ravens put up only one touchdown, and they beat them ten to nine. Rodney, I tell you what, the New York Jets had to be the biggest, uh, maybe uh, kiddest, uh, unpredicted team of the year. They were very, they were terrible. They, uh, I had to make a list of everything about New York. They had one third down conversion. That was going on in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, they had no uh, threat of a deep ball, so they didn't have to play him deep because Sanchez didn't allow him to throw deep, and I think when he did, he was off. Uh, they had him playing like a college quarterback, you know? Uh, they, they, the little check route, you know what I mean? And uh, last year, they let him explode. I can't see them going anywhere uh, playing the way they playing. I, I don't care what Rick says. Uh, they, they defense does. The way they playing now and the style of football they playing now, they couldn't beat Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, one of the things that um, uh, Ray Lewis said after the game is that he knows Sanchez's tendencies to actually throw the – Throw the check route, uh, wave off the long ball, and throw down to the check route receiver, and they were on it all day long. They were on it. I mean, he only passed for 74 yards throughout the whole game, 10 for yeah. 21 yeah. for 74 yeah. yards. You can't win like that. There's no way yeah. you can win like that in the NFL. No third down conversion. You can't win football games without making third down conversion. I mean, they had no third down conversion. The one high note I would have to say is be the Jets defense. I mean, Flacco did go 20 for 38 for 248 yards. Uh, Anquan Bolden had 110 yards receiving. But they did only hold that offense to one touchdown. 
and they held Ray Rice to only 43 yards rushing. So I guess the defense did did their job. I mean, they only held him to 10 points. But that offense, man, I mean, that's who's getting punched in the locker room, in that locker room. It's got to oh, be yeah. the offense. It's got to be the offense. Your leading receiver had two catches for 18 yards. Yeah. yeah. And how many, how many games last year did the defense for the Jets win? Uh, I say over half. Yeah, I would say over half myself. And if right. it wasn't the defense, it had to be the uh, the special teams. It had to be one or the right. other. One or the other, yeah. So they often really didn't win a lot of games last year. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the final game was Monday night, uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs won the game 21-14, to 14, which is a huge shocker. But I told you about these Chiefs. I told you. I said with Matt Castle and what they're working on, be looking out for these Chiefs. Now, you picked the Chargers to run away with the AFC West. I still do. Well, they've already lost their first divisional game. you could got to put weight on the fact that they already the Chiefs are already leading the AFC West division after the first week of the season. They're the only team in the AFC West to win a game. Okay, Rodney. No team is going to go undefeated. San Francisco had a bad night. But I will say this. First off, I think they underestimated Kansas City. That's number one. Number two, KC has been building this team for the last several years. I will give them that. Uh, last year, a year before last year, when I got a quarterback, now they got a running back, now they got a defense. And I must say, in the back of my mind, I was pulling for Kansas City. You know, I thought San Francisco, I'm sorry, San Diego was going to win. I like this Kansas City team. I mean, uh, I hope they do win the division. I hope they do get San Francisco up for that money. Because it's about time. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. You agree? I agree. I agree. I mean, Kansas City's been building this team for a long time. They got some huge uh, draft picks in the draft, unfortunately, due to a bad record. They bring in Matt Castle. Uh, they bring in a new coach. So they definitely got a lot of stuff going on. So I agree with you on that. I think it is high time that they get everything together. Uh, and, and I look forward to a good season, at least a decent season. I mean, they always beat the boys until Miles Austin uh, actually had his coming out party as we like to say. So, uh, But with that said, I mean, I think we got to transition now for this last hour. Cause I've got people calling. Uh, they're ready to voice their opinion about the Cowboys. So let's talk about Sunday night. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Phone lines should light up now. Yeah, the phone lines are lit up. We're going to get into it real deep, real quick. We're going to have a round table, so I'm going to welcome on uh, some more callers. Let's see who we have online. You're live on the RF Sports Radio Show. Who are we speaking with? Hey, this is Rick. What's going on, man? Rick, what's going on? Hey, Rick. Oh, you got it, man. Just calling in and check it out. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Now, you heard us discussing um, a lot of the NFL, but I'm glad you called. You called at the right time because we got to get yes, into the Cowboys. We gotta get I wanted in. to get in on that Cowboy talk with you, man. Let's go. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you the first question off the bat. Who do you blame for the loss? For the loss? To be honest with you, I blame a little bit of everybody. I don't just blame it on 
one single single person, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of super stuff that happened during the game that I really wasn't with. You know, if I was Jason Garrett, I wouldn't have made that that, that call at the end of the half, not to just go wow. for a Hail Mary or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I would have just kneeled that down or something and just been through with that. You know, our defense was out there playing pretty good, so so I was, was good with what? the defense. Say what? Was that down or what? Oh, it was it was insane. It was insane. I would have never made no call to do nothing like that. I mean, if anything, if you gotta do something, just run the ball. If you just want to run it, run something. Just run it right up the middle of something and be done with it. You know, see what happens. You know, as far as the defense is concerned, the defense played pretty good. I really wasn't. I wasn't mad at the defense at all, except we had a few stupid penalties out there. Some of them we we got away with. They didn't even call some of them. You know, so we really can't be too mad about about what little calls they made uh, 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 against our defense. You know, we can't really be tripping about that. But Demarcus Ware probably need to watch himself a little bit. You don't want to go out there and 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 injure yourself. I hope the boy ain't injury prone. I mean, he's too good of a guy, in my opinion. Real cool person, and the boy could just play some football. Get him on the field. He go out there and do his thing. I hope he's not one of those people that's going to end up being injury prone. That really. But well, you know, and just keep in mind, even though he had the injury to his neck last season, he had the injury uh, Sunday. Right. He never missed a snap. So. You never mean, miss a snap, but that's a scary thing, though. Know? You know, yeah, their neck ain't nothing to play with, though. You know. Nothing to play with, especially especially when the violent game like like football. Now you said yeah, everybody gets a, everybody gets a little the kicker the kicker get a little bit you know the yeah. kicker that's a thirty four yard thirty five yard field goal you're supposed to knock that down all day but I I I, I admit you know we'll give you one we'll give you one but that one a whole year you know what I'm saying you pretty much blew that already let's let's start with the kicking game but you got David Bueller. And that we've been Shoot. pumped up on this Dale Bueller thing since last year. We've had Wade come on press conference. We've had Jerry talking about it. And there are so but that's many kickers, there's so many free agent kickers out there on the market. Oh, people they can get in. Now you going with David Bueller, a guy that's never kicked Figo since college. <laughs> so whose decision is that? Now who are we putting the blame on? We putting the blame on David Bueller. That's Jerry. That's Jerry Jones. Putting though. the blame on. Way Phillips for putting this guy out there on the field. He is. A I'm actually put it on. I'm actually gonna put it on Jerry Jones for having him out there. That's really what I think. Jerry oh. Jones gotta want gotta want that boy. I think Way Phillips would rather have the points, you know, more consistently versus having the touchbacks like that. I mean, because once you get the ball, once they kick the ball off, I mean, what are the chances you're gonna? running back anyway. Everybody, that's that's just not an everyday thing. I mean, you have to be good to do that. Now, you have to be good to stop it as well, but the chances just ain't real good. So, I would take the points. I think that's Jerry Jones that like that boy, man. Yeah. You know, kickers win football games. Go out and get you a kicker. That's what I say. Go out and get you a kicker. They count. Win with your defense to get you some field goals. Now, you did you did touch on penalties uh, before, Rick. You talked about how some of the penalties weren't called, some of were called, defense and offense, offense especially, which we'll get into that. But the Cowboys actually had more penalties than points. Twelve penalties to ten points. That's yeah. You can't win with that formula. You can't, you can't win with that formula. 
There's, there's, there's now, absolutely now, no why way. Do we go through, why do we go through an extra game in the preseason, five games in the preseason after everybody else is four, and we still having more penalties than points? Who's the blame? That's not good. That's well, right, 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 in my opinion of, of the Cowboys. I got a list. Number one. <laughs> the Cowboys play with no sense of urgency until the last minute of the game. Number two, the offensive line, questionable. Number three, bad play calling. I put that on Jason Garrett. And number three, four, they play the game sideline to sideline instead of up and down. I saw more plays to the sideline, the, the play they did, to, uh, the two passes to the out receiver. I mean, same thing back to back. They tried that play four times. It didn't work. Throw out the playbook. Number, number six, they didn't get the ball to Miles Austin enough. He is your star. Get the ball to Miles Austin. <laughs> number three, number number seven, they have no <laughs> running back. They got three running backs, and not one of them plays the whole game. Explain that one to me. Number eight. Get one running back to at least play the whole game. You can substitute the other two so he can have a feel for the ball. You remember Foster with Houston? How many times he carried the ball and he got a feel for the game? And he, You know what I mean? Each, each run, he got better and better. Dallas back can't establish that because they're too many rotating them. I could go on and on, but those are my top eight things wrong with Cowboys. Just to touch on a little bit of what you said, I admit that Clay Collin was questionable, which we can get into. Miles Austin had a hell of a game. We know why he got paid. He is a star of this team. I agree with you. And to talk about the running game, now, Rick, I got to ask you this. Felix Jones only touched the ball ten times all night. Ten times. If he's Absolutely only going to no touch, no touch the ball at ten times, why is he not running back punts? Why is he not on a kickoff team if you're going to use him as a backup for 10 touches? Absolutely no way Felix Jones should be on, on the sideline. No way. They no need way. to figure out ways. They need to figure out ways to get him the ball. They need to yeah. they need, I I personally think they need to just put him in the game more. Yeah. They worried about him getting hurt. They worried about yeah. him getting hurt. Put him out there and let him get hurt. You know, let's see what he's going to do. Let's give him a chance to do that. Yeah. You know, that's just my opinion. We know we, know we, have, two, we know we have two other running backs if something happens to him. Right. Put him out there and let him go. Yeah, let him run the ball. That's what you're paying for. Now, the last two years he got hurt, and he didn't run the ball that much. I think I think Romo Romo looked like he was kind of pressing a little bit out there, you know. Yeah. He was getting the ball and 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 getting rid of it really 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 quick, you know. I think yeah, he should have probably took his time a little bit more, you know, and relaxed a little bit. Actually, get a boy a chance over there. I mean, he holding, but I mean they can't call every last one of them. You know, I mean, just go out there and let the boy play a little bit. Dodge it. Use your feet if 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 the guy breaks through. 
You know, stop getting rid of the ball so quick. Let him get down the field a little bit so you can get him the ball. Now, I'm in absolute agreement with you on that. I think that uh, Philly Jones is a feature back, should be the feature back, and there's no way you can win with only 10, 10 touches of Philly Jones. I mean, that offense uh, Sunday night, what we saw, we saw every trick in the book. He ran every play he could run, everything from having Marion Barber throw the ball to throwing a good yeah, yeah, out yeah. to Dan uh, yeah. Bryant to throwing it to um, Martellus Bennett to throwing it to Williams to throwing it to Miles Austin to throwing it to Williams to letting the fullback touch the ball and run a play. I mean, if this if this is what you if this is what you've been holding out during the preseason, Jason Garrett. This is what you've been holding during the preseason. No, I am. I'm not really. I'm not um, really upset with that. You know, me personally. I mean, it's a it's a long season. They got plenty of time to put together any type of of different plays if they want to get out there and do that. I'm not too upset with that. I actually like the fact that he called that many plays and he got that many people involved. I didn't like the fact that they was getting rid of the ball so quick, but I did like the way he was mixing up the plays. Now, Witten probably should have touched the ball some more, in my opinion, but, you know, they had to leave him in the help shift block and all that, you know. Exactly. That's why we didn't see a lot of Witten. That's why we didn't see a lot of the uh, normal Cowboys offense with hitting the tight end because they had to stand there and help this guy block. You know what? They had to block. Now, we talked about this block. guy, this guy, Alex Barron. Now, we saw the stat during the game. He is leading the NFL in penalties since 2005, and we traded the guy that was number two for the guy that was number one. They had to hold. The offensive line had to hold. He had to get rid of the ball because the offensive line is questionable. And then they got to mind the last play of the game when he got called for holding. The referee is on the other side of the ball behind the defense the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. He ain't supposed to be seeing the offensive line hold. This guy choked nah, the guy. He's not supposed to see the, the, the line hold. But it's contrary to what many people may believe. I don't just necessarily blame him for that. That was a situation right there where even if he didn't hold that dude, Romo was getting crushed. No, no. Romo was getting ready to get hit. You can't say that's, that. That's 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 my opinion. That was Brian Arakpo coming across, coming off the edge, and he was getting ready to get off in there. Yeah, you know. If he didn't, if he didn't hold him like that, you saw it when he held him up. Romo went right in between that hole that he was doing in the, in the player right in front of him to throw the ball. He's getting ready to smash. Personally, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad he held him. You know, after seeing it, you know, I was mad once it happened, but after seeing what went on, you know, after you know uh, the the Monday Tuesday morning quarterback. But there's a big difference in the left tackle holding under the jersey or in front of the jersey versus clotheslining. Do. Oh, he flat out got beat. He flat out got, got beat. I'm not excusing him for that. I'm not excusing him for that at all. At all. Okay, let me ask you, you know, if you know, if you know all day long, you ain't had enough time to get the ball down the field 
uh, as consistently as you want to. If you know you got to leave or either leave a blocker in to block for this guy, or let Marion Barber chip off of the side of this guy, why are you not running that play? And if the if the pass again, if you know this guy can't block, you know he's gonna hold every time. Why are you not running the ball more? Uh, you weren't gonna run the ball in that situation. Not you weren't gonna do that. Not in that situation. I'm talking about the whole game. Cause he's been holding the whole game. He didn't just. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not. I am not excusing him for holding at all. I'm not excusing him for that. The boy is terrible. He's terrible. But that hole right there at the end of the game was necessary for Romo not getting killed. Romo, Romo should thank him for that. <laughs> well, I, I understand that, but I'm telling you, something's got to happen, man. It, 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 and, it, and it comes down to me, who I blame for the Cowboys' loss. I blame Jason Garrett, plain and simple. That's the one guy just, I blame for just, the Cowboys' loss. He gets some of the blame, too. But you know what though, and, and another another thing that really you know a lot of people have been saying, well, Wade should have stepped in and overruled the call. Now we all know right. as Cowboy fans out there, Wade doesn't do nothing on offense. He don't know what the play is. He don't know how to overrule the play. He's never it's, done anything. It's pretty on much split down the middle. It's, right it's pretty much split right. down the middle. They made the same amount of money. You would think that he had veto power, and he should, but, you know, they make nearly the same amount of money, and Jerry Jones like both of them, and Jerry Jones is getting his way out there. Well, I mean, Jason Garrett's actually paid more than Wade Phillips, and Jason Garrett is Jerry's guy. And then, and then I put so much blame on Jason Garrett because, number one, you went to Princeton, you played quarterback all your life, you played with the Cowboys 10-plus right. years, You've been a quarterback in this league for I don't know how long. You left you left from playing backup role in the Cowboys to a coach, directly to a coach. As long as you've been in the league, your dad was a coach, your, your brothers played football, you know, you absolutely, without a doubt, know not to call that play. I'm sorry. You don't call that play. He even said after the game, Oh, the play at the end. The, you you you're referring to the play at the end of the half. At the end of the half, exactly. Oh. And he even said oh, at absolutely. the end of the game in his press conference, he thought he could do something. He thought maybe they can get a playoff or get something done. Jason Garrett, come on, man! You got you you you, 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 come on, man. you can't count a play. Insane, insane. There's absolutely no way you make that call at all. You don't no do that. Way. And that's why I put so much blame on Jason Gary because he's left holding the bag. The, the the defense, like you said, held the end of the bargain. They didn't allow a touchdown. They did not allow a touchdown. They didn't let McNabb go out there and do what McNabb has normally done to the Cowboys. And you let this – and you run this play. And then, and then I'm thinking in my mind, like, okay, what is Romo thinking when he hears this in his helmet? Is he thinking, like, man, are they making a mistake? Oh, yeah, that's a good play. Uh, I mean, what is so, Romo thinking? So, Jason Garrett makes the call. He should get the blame without a doubt. Romo's running the play. Romo, you don't see anything down there. So, why not just go now? Why not just go Romo should get some of that blame, too. Why not? Romo should get some of that blame, too. And then you throw it to Sean Choice. 
What you going to do? Run 62 yards in, in between the whole team? It's not going to happen. That's what I didn't well, And you see, you see that you're getting ready to get tackled, get out of bounds, go down, whatever it is you got to do. The one thing you don't do is lose the ball. He should get some of the blame, too. Yeah, That's what I'm I saying. I, me, personally, I, I can't just blame one single person. I, I can't. That's the whole team. The whole team did that. The defense, I, 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 I say, hell, they bargain. But everybody else, I'm sharing that, man. And the, and the players play the game, the coaches call the play. And you got to execute. If they don't execute, nothing works. So, like I said, the number one problem I saw was no sense of urgency from any of the players. You know what I mean? Nobody stepped right. up besides Miles Austin. You know what I mean? Who's going to make a play? Who's going to make a touchdown? You know what I mean? No, none of now, the players. I didn't see that. I will say, I will say that young rookie, he tried, though. Okay, let's, he yeah. tried. let's get into that. That that this, that that this, boy tried. We, we didn't see him all preseason, and he made his debut uh, this past Sunday. Tell me what you thought about Des Bryant and what you saw from his game. I saw I saw three good things out there that that I would like to point out. Number one, to me, it just looked like in his face. It looked like he had hard out there. It looked like he had drive. He wanted to get out there and do something. Every time they showed his face, that's what it looked like. And the ball comes to him, point number two, the ball comes to him, and it seems like he's just catching everything that comes to him. He hasn't necessarily made a play, but he's caught the ball. Use those hands. You can just see strong hands. That's, that's, that's point number two. And number three, one of those guys tried to tackle him. I couldn't, I can't remember the name. I think it was D'Angelo Hall. And the way, he, the way he swung that boy over his shoulder and said, you not going to tackle me? Not tonight? Not right now? Oh, I love that. Well, my opinion is, is he's going to be good. But you can't make a play if you're throwing the ball to him on the sideline. Throw it to him down the field. You know what I mean? Let him catch it in stride while he's running. See if he can make yards after the catch. But you can't make yards if you're throwing the ball to the sideline. You know, let, throw the ball down the field to him. Let's see him catch it running across the middle. Let's see if he can run extra 10, 12 yards, which I do believe he can. But you got to get him the ball downfield. Downfield. I didn't see him throw too much to him downfield in a crossing pattern. A way he can catch the ball, you know, on the run. Right. I right. think you had a breakout game that had done that. And I want, so I want both of you guys. To, I want both of you guys to stay right there. We're gonna definitely get into more Cowboys. We got another caller coming in. I want to get their opinion on the uh, Cowboy game. So I'm gonna put you on hold real quick, Rick. Just stay right there where you at. Uh, you on RF Sports Radio? Uh, who who are you and uh, where are you calling from? Hello. Carla, are you there? Hello? Yeah, you're on you're on live. You're on R Sports Radio. Who's this? Oh man, this is Mr. State Payne. What's up with it, right? Hey, what's going on, man? Oh man, man, just checking out the black hair, right? Well so what so let me ask you, who do you blame for the Cowboys loss? Are you even a, a Cowboy fan? 
Oh, yeah, Doc Hart, born and raised Dallas, you know what I'm saying? The little dude that, uh, the dude with the Harden collar man knows some bullshit. That was a bullshit collar all the way around. Yeah. Is that who you, you know. for the loss? You don't put anything on Jason Garrett for calling the plays? You don't put anything on um, the kicker for missing that field goal? The ball. You know, you know what I think about it, bro? You know, they had a good drive, fourth quarter drive. They had a good fourth quarter drive. I didn't, I didn't really see the field goal. I thought the highlight. But I caught the end of the fourth quarter. That was a good comeback, bro. Dude, dude was holding. He should be penalized for that, bro. Jerry Jones should do something to his ass for that. So what you think? I, what that's bullshit. We had that game in the back. I agree with you on that. I mean, he did get a blade and hold the call, and it was a touchdown throw. And if anybody should be mad at Axe Brand, it should be Roy Williams. Unless he's been trying to win the fans and win the hearts of Cowboy fans, and they've been able to do it. He ought to be pissed. Yep. Square business on this. What else you see in the game that you liked about the Cowboys, son? If anything. Oh, what I like about the Cowboys, you know, you know, it's a lot of haters. It's a lot of haters talking down on Romo, but I think Romo got it. You know what I'm saying? I think Romo, I think he just need to get a good line in front of him. You know, and he need to stop all that trying to scramble shit because he's not Michael Vick at all. You know, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he needs a good backup quarterback, too, at the same time. But Cowboys, overall, I say we're going to the playoffs, but I don't see us making the Super Bowl. You don't think so? Nah. Who, who do you see nah. playing in the Super Bowl? Nah, I'm, I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see Romo go against Vic. That's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So what do you think the Cowboys' record going to be at the end of the season? You think, I know you say they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win 10 games, 11 games, 12 games? I say we win 12 or 11. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I mean, I'm, I'm remind you, I'm a Dallas Dallas fan. I know it might be a lot of haters out there listening that disagree with me right now. Well, you know, if they win 12 games, that means they, they can't lose but three more. Yeah. That's how they work. I see us losing. I see us losing to New Orleans. I see us losing. I hate to say it, but I see us losing to the uh to the Eagles. And I think we'll lose from the Redskins again in the playoffs. I agree. Okay. Wow, that's pretty big. But we want to thank you for calling in, man, and stay tuned, man. Stay right there, man. I might come back to you. Appreciate that, man. All right, thank you. And I'll bring Rick back on. Rick, what you think about that? Uh, I don't necessarily think they're going to win that many games. You know, I think the Cowboys actually going to win about 10 games, maybe. I couldn't tell you. You know, it, it depends on which Cowboy team is going to show up that day. So, and, and I really couldn't tell you who they would lose to or who they would beat. You know, nobody would expect them to beat the Saints last year, and they go out there and blow their brains out. You know, however the Saints did come back, but still the Cowboys control that game the whole way. I'm a Cowboys fan as big as they come, you know, but I am a realist, though. But I do think they will make the playoffs, and I think they got a nice chance to get off to the Super Bowl, and I think they can do that. Yeah, I agree with you, too. I want to get into a little bit of the head coaching, what we thought about the coaching last night. Shanahan, I mean, Sunday night, Shanahan made his debut. And for those that don't don't know, Shanahan and Wade Phillips have a lot of history together. 
Shanahan actually took over uh, the way for the team that he had in Denver. And I think he flat out got out coached. I think some of the decisions that Wade made or didn't make compared to what Shanahan did was a, a huge, uh, huge factor. One thing I had in my notes was Shannon made the decision to go for that 49-yard field goal to put them up by three. I mean, to put them up by a touchdown, but had to score a touchdown to win the game. That was right, huge. Right, Because they easily could have right. punted the ball, uh, did anything else, but they actually kicked that 49-yard field goal to make the Cowboys have to get their late-game drive. I thought that was a huge decision. And then contrast to that, Phillips makes the decision to go with that that play at the end of the half or didn't veto that decision, however that went. And then also Shanahan, uh, he he didn't let Hainsworth start the game. He held his ground on that and didn't let Hainsworth start the game. I think that was huge right there. Shanahan is also the coach to, that kicked the field goal and took points off the board being greedy and end up getting nothing out of it. Well, that's true. That is true, too. That is true, too. Shanahan the risk taker. He's always been a risk taker. He's a hard nose. He has coach. been a risk taker. Yeah. And he's a good coach. You know, I'm not talking down on him. He is he is a good coach. You know, I have no problems with Shanahan now, but I don't I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that Shanahan just out coached Wade Phillips like that. I think it was some stupid plays made on both sides by both coaches, both and, and, and both teams. Now, I think Shanahan Man. made a real good decision with putting uh, D'Angelo Hall on Des Bryant. He knew Des Bryant was going to be amped up. He's got a history of being a little bit of a hothead, a little bit cocky guy. So who does he put on? He puts D'Angelo Hall on, a guy that can match him with intensity, that can try to get into his head. And Des held up, don't get me wrong, he held his ground. He held his ground, but that was I thought that was a smart thing to do by putting D'Angelo Hall uh, on Des Bryant, especially for his first game as a Cowboy. Right, and and I appreciate Shanahan for doing that. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's exactly what Des needed to see. Now, if Des can continue on with that same intensity, the boy is going to be a beast. Now, they can say I'm a Cowboy fan too much or whatever, but that boy right there is nice. What would you that think about a special team player? I mean, he didn't really do too much in the uh, – you, know, you know, average. I, I wouldn't even have him out there. I have AOA out there and just let him go out there and do his thing. You know, I wouldn't put Des Brown back there. But I, I wouldn't do it just because I wouldn't want to risk the, the injury. I mean, if it was a desperation if it was a desperation or something like that, you know, I'd put him or Newman back there. But other than that, I wouldn't even risk that. Y'all just sit over there and chill out. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And especially if this uh, Peter Jones is only going to catch, or only going to touch the ball ten times. I mean, why not have him back there running punts? In my opinion, if if I had to put somebody back there, it would be him. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you, what do you think Jerry is thinking right now after looking what he saw Sunday sitting up in that press box? Oh, Jerry, hi. What do you think he's thinking? Jerry. Jerry is out. Jerry is mad. Jerry is mad. But Jerry, I don't think he's gonna necessarily do anything to anybody because everything out there, Jerry knows that that's his fault. He won't admit that to nobody, but he's pretty much admitting it when he don't um, when he don't cut the right players or he just hang on to people. You know, he could have got rid of Roy Williams if he wanted to get him some money. You know, and don't have to worry about that money next year or something. You know. Right. 
but right. Jerry Jerry knows his mistakes. Jerry, I don't think Jerry's going to do anything to anybody. He He's just mad that they lost the game, and especially mad that they lost to Daniel Snyder. Yeah, especially mad about that. I don't care how many commercials they do together, or Papa John's or shows, whatever, it's still going to be always be a rivalry between them. Oh, Jerry do that all day. That's about the bread, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still, and still try to get over in the commercial. You see him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now I'm gonna bring uh, my other caller uh, back on the phone. Uh, stay page there. I think we left. Uh, stay page. See if Royce is back on the phone. Royce, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. Now before we wrap up the show, Rick, if you could stay on for maybe. A quick two, three minutes, I'm going to let you guys go through. We're going to pick some of the games uh, for this Sunday as we kind of wore the Cowboys out a little bit. Um, and I'll go through the schedule. You guys give me some of your opinions, who you think is going to win. And if you're so bold enough to put a score out there, just remember these shows are archived, okay, and they're available to all our listeners at any time to go back and double-check what you said, uh, what you, uh, what score you put out there, and the show is also downloadable on iTunes as well. Just search for RF Sports Radio. So you guys ready to give picks? You guys going to give scores or just going to give a pick? Uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would need to hear the game first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's get to uh, some of the early games. Uh, we've got Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Royce, what do you think about that game? I, I got to go to Tennessee. I go with Tennessee as well on that game. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with Tennessee because I'm really picking them to do some things this year. Uh, although Pittsburgh, I got their defense on my fancy team, but they they really showed up something uh, this past. I don't think that was a fluke against Atlanta, in my personal opinion. So I'm, I'm, I'm I don't, I don't necessarily think it was a fluke either uh, for Pittsburgh, but they they kind of have quarterback issues right now. I mean, he didn't play too bad, but I don't. I don't think they're just. I don't think he's gonna go into in, in Tennessee and do anything. Yeah, it may be okay. I don't want to. Yeah, and other and other four games that I had missing Roethlisberger's, I had this one uh, pegged in as a loss, so I'm gonna go with Tennessee. The next game this we have probably gonna Miami. be a loss with Roethlisberger. <laughs> probably so, and they have Miami uh, going to Minnesota. Uh, to see if the Minnesota Vikings can get back on track and get a finally get a W. Brett Favre gets a win. Vikings. I'm going with Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Favre gets a win on Sunday. Yeah, at home, at home against Minnesota. What do you think, Royce? Royce, what do you think about well, the Minnesota and Miami game? I'm like. I'm gonna go with Minnesota Brett Favre do a breakout game. I think this is it. Okay. So we got you down. We got everybody down on Minnesota. So far, far we in agreement here. Now we got Arizona, the Cardinals going out to the ATL to play the Falcons. That's an early game, also. Uh, anybody giving the Cardinals any chance of winning? Not at all. No. No, not at all. I think Atlanta get it together this week and Ryan a hell, a hell of a game. I think so too. The, Card- the Cardinals right. have two good players. Yeah. <laughs> and they both on defense. Yeah. Well, they got Fitzgerald on offense. 
Yeah, three. My bad. How could how could I how could I forget Fitzgerald? My bad. No disrespect. Yeah, they, but someone they got someone's got to throw it to him. Don't forget that. Don't forget someone's got right. Fitzgerald the ball. And then you got uh, Baltimore. They're heading to Cincinnati. That's gonna be a divisional game. Now that's gonna be a huge game. That should be the feature game uh, Sunday morning. What y'all think about that? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cincinnati on that one. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. I think I think I think Cincinnati might have just a a little bit more offense and may be able to test the, that defense a little bit, unlike what the Jets was able to do uh, last night. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati too. I think you know the last part of that game they got it together. They really got it together. I look for them to get together from start to finish this week and come out with a win. Now I must say. It's going to be some beat-up people out there tomorrow uh, when they oh, play. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think, I think uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to have to take the – I'm going to have to be the antagonist here at the go of Baltimore. I just think that uh, after seeing what they did uh, to the Jets, their first game of the season in that new stadium, them going on the road again, even though it's in Cincinnati, I just think that after seeing what the, what the uh, Patriots are able to jump out on top of them, that quick, I think I think the Ravens are poised to win another game and go two and up and lead the Cincinnati Bengals on two. Yeah, I mean it, it's possible, but if the Ravens are if the Ravens are shaky on defense, it's in their secondary, and that's where Cincinnati, uh, in my opinion, should be strong. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be a real good game. And then we have the uh, AFC West leading Chiefs uh, taking that game to Cleveland to play the Cleveland Browns. Oh, oh that's man. a no-brainer. Everyone likes Kansas KC. City to win this game? Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Kansas City. Yeah, I, I pretty much say flip a coin. I think Kansas City had a pretty good game the other night, but, you know, they have to show me way more than that. Yeah. Both of those teams are pretty much the bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. So, I mean, flip a coin. I go with the Browns. Go to the Browns, okay. So we got you down for the Browns and two for the Chiefs. Then we got uh, Philadelphia, Detroit, and for right now we just assuming that Kevin Cobb's going to start. Um, and hope, you know we never know what's going to happen after that. And we're assuming that Matthew Stafford's going to start for Detroit too. Uh, Matthew like Stafford won't start. He won't be there. He won't be there. Not at all. Four weeks. Four weeks. Wow. Wow, four weeks. Yeah, well, I'm going with the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and if y'all another injury front too, Ryan uh, Grant is out for the for the uh, Packers for a few weeks as well too. I don't know the exact time, but he's out for the Packers running back too. Yeah, and I, and I just read not too long ago he's out for the season. Wow. Yeah, who you like in the Philadelphia Detroit game with no Matthew Stafford? I'm pretty sure you're gonna pick Philadelphia, I'd imagine. And then we got Buffalo yeah, going to Buffalo I pick, going I pick Philadelphia Green. on that one. Yeah, we got Buffalo going to Green Bay. What y'all think about that? Green oh. Bay. You gonna say Green Bay? Green Bay. Yep. Okay. I now think Green Bay be a little, a little too strong for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And we just had a call on the phone. If you would just call in, do call back. I didn't want to miss your call. 
Uh, but you're more than welcome to call in. And, of course, today's topic and topic for the rest of the show is going to be definitely who do you blame for the Cowboys' loss. But we could talk about any any sports that you have there. So if you did just call, do call back in. Uh, keep going down the schedule. We've got Tampa, Tampa Bay, Carolina. I like Green Bay, by the way, in that game. But Tampa Bay, Carolina. And I've got to go with, and this may not sound good, but I'm going with Tampa Bay. And, and it's funny you say that because I'm thinking Tampa Bay as well. Yeah, I'm going with Tampa Bay. I think I'm going to have to take Tampa Bay in this one. Even though Carolina, I mean, they're at home, I think they'll be okay. But, man, I just, after seeing what they put up last time, I got to go with Tampa Bay. I just think that, you know, they got to win at least a couple of games this year. I think, I think that that game will pretty much be as bad as as Cleveland and, and Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City, yeah, I agree. I agree. And then we got the late games, uh, starting off with Seattle going to Denver. Did the Seattle get the, keep the college offense, uh, college atmosphere going? Did they go into Mile High Stadium and Vesco Field at Mile High and uh, actually take a game from the from the Broncos? What do you think about that? I take the Broncos in that one. You gonna take the yeah, Broncos? I take, yeah, I take the Broncos in that one. Well, you know what? I, I I would love to see the Broncos do, but I I, I just I that Cal Orton guy. I tell you, I just I can't wait for they finally hand it over to, to Tim Tebow. I just think he is a future for the Broncos. I don't see no sense in waiting um, on Cal Orton to get hurt. I just don't understand that. But I think he's gonna play. I think he'll play a lot more. Than he did um, in Jacksonville, and but I'm gonna take Seattle to win this one. I was kind of impressed by the offense last week. I'm gonna take. Seattle. That's the same Cal Orton guy that didn't really have a bad year last year. No, he didn't. Now really have a bad I, year. I I don't think he's I don't think he's the uh, the next coming of Joe Montana or anything. But you know he was out there and he did okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, agree. I think he was he can play well enough to beat Seattle. Right, I agree with you on that. Rick, I'm gonna put you on hold one second. We do have a caller calling in. I want to make sure we get that call before we get off. Uh, so if you would, just hold for one second. And you are live on the RF Sports Radio Show. Who are we speaking with? Hello, caller. You there? Hello, caller. Caller, are you there? Okay. Bring Rick back on. Rick, you there? Uh, I'm here, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, we had a call on the phone, but maybe they just didn't want to talk. Caller, <laughs> are you there? Hello, caller. Okay. All right. And then, of course, uh, moving down the schedule, uh, we just picked the Seattle-Denver game. I went with Seattle, you went with Denver. Uh, we got the St. Louis at Oakland. Um, the Bradford show continues going into a, a game that he can, might he might be able to win. He might be able to beat Oakland if he could beat any other team. And I, I think I'm gonna have to go with the uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Raiders because I picked the Raiders to have a better season this year and kind of contend for the West. Although I like what Bradford put together, even though they lost. What do you think about that? I, I think I think Oakland is probably the better team, but I. I want Bradford to go in there and get his get his first win. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see Bradford go in there and and, and get one. It's gonna to be tough. It's gonna to be his first time playing in the black hole. 
with that stadium where it's built, you got the fans right on top of you. So it's going to be a whole different atmosphere. Uh, but he's used to it. I mean, he played in the college game, playing some really, really big stadiums. So he's used to it. But it's going to be a total experience looking up there seeing those grown men dressed up like uh, kids, uh, like they had a, going to a Halloween party. It's going to be a little bit different for him out there. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. And then you got the That's what Steven team. Jackson is for. Right. That's not, and that's what I need Steven Jackson to do because he's on my fantasy team. That's what I need him to do. He disappointed me last week. And then you got the hot Houston Texans uh, taking their game to D.C., take on Washington. It's going to be a road game at FedEx Field, home game for the Redskins two weeks in a row. I mean, you think the Redskins, I mean, they're always going to play the Cowboys tough. But they lose every game in their schedule. The one game they're going to play tough is going to be the Cowboys. But from what I saw, I wasn't that impressed. And I think Houston's going to walk all over them. What do you think about that? I think Houston's going to go down there and, and put a foot in them. Yeah. That's what I think, and I hope they do. And for for a guy like Aaron Foster, I mean, he rushes for over 200 yards his first game. Um, they're at the opening game against the Colts. If he can do that against the Colts, I think he'd do the same thing against the Redskins. I don't see no reason why he can't. Well, I would disagree with that. I think the Redskins' defense is probably better than the Colts. The Redskins' defense is not that bad. You know, I just don't like the Redskins, period. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why I want them to lose. But, you know, realistically speaking, I think the Texans are just going to be a better team. The Texans are going to have more offense than what the Cowboys did, or at least they're they're, uh, ready to go out there and put it it on display more than the Cowboys are right now. And just a quick program, I know you guys can still call in. If you call in once before, it didn't get through. Now's a great time to call. Uh, we're in the last 15 minutes of the show. Again, the call-in number is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at RF Sports Radio or on Facebook or just log on to the show page and follow us at blogtalkradio.com slash Sports. Uh, coming up on the last few games, uh, this is going to be a, a huge game, uh, especially in the afternoon. It's going to be the, the Jets uh, at home against the Patriots. I mean, do the Jets bounce back? And if they talk all this trash, they want hard knocks. I mean, they're going to are they going to beat the Patriots at home? I think the Jets is going to win. I think the Jets are going to win this game. Now, I do think Randy Moss is going to go out there and show out after all the mess he's been in all week. You know. I do think he's going to go out there and show out. And and Darrell Reeves has been talking a little trash to him, too. So, you know, Moss is going to go out there and do his thing. And obviously that goes right along with Tom Brady. But I do think the Jets are going to be able to pull that off. Now, this is going to be a hard game for me to call uh, because I, I do like the Jets and I do not like the Patriots. And, uh, man, as you know, me and my brother go back and forth over these Patriots and the Jets. But, I, I mean, I got to say, I think that the way Tom Brady played last week on the road, I mean, I mean, it wasn't on the road, I'm sorry, last week at home. It's hard for me to pick against Patriots. My football mind it makes it hard for me to do that. But I'm going with the Jets because I don't like the Patriots. And it's just a bias. So I got to go with the Jets. I got to go with the Jets. I'm with you on that. Yeah, good. Because I don't like the Patriots either. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the phones are lighting up with Patriots fans right now, but we're not going to answer your calls. And I don't Bob care. <laughs> we got Jacksonville going to San Diego. 
Um, I mean, Jacksonville did pull off a win last week. Uh, San Diego lost to our people, but they lost to actually the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about that. I mean, do you think they get back on board? Uh, yeah, San Diego. Oh, they they mad right now. Yeah, and yeah, they very mad. Yeah, yeah, they at home too. And uh, also, we got the Giants uh, going to the coast. It's a Sunday night game. The Manning brothers versus each other. It's only game only happens every four years. Uh, what do you guys think about this game? Oh, I think the coach bounced back on this one. Yeah, they can't lose every game. They can't. They can't, they can't lose every game. I mean, and 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 as we know, Bob Sanders is out. You know, there's a chance he could play, but they're saying he's out indefinitely. You know, so that's going to hurt the, the coach a little bit. But I think uh, I think Big Brother is going to be a little mad. He lost last week. Yeah, I think so, too. Then what you think about the uh, Giants and the Coast? I think the Coast are going to beat the daylights out of the Giants. That's what I think. <laughs> Peyton, Manning, Peyton Manning is not a happy man. And there's going to be a different team out there than was this past week. Coast team. I agree. I go with the coach on this one, too, especially at home at Lucas Oil Stadium. And then the Monday night game, uh, we got a, a – I thought it would be a good Monday night game, but after what happened last week, I don't know. You got New Orleans going against San Francisco. I mean, this could be a blowout, or this could be San Francisco's coming out party. Don't you guys think? Blowout, Josh. Blowout, Saints. You think they're gonna blow yeah. out the 49ers? Oh, the Saints might, might beat them fifty to twelve. <laughs> I agree don't with you. Don't, don't put that on record. <laughs> That's off the record. <laughs> I got you. you ready to that part? Everybody heard that. Y'all can hold work to that next <laughs> week. Fifty to twelve. Nah, don't hold me to nothing. That's off the record. <laughs> you know, the Saints can't score fifty points. And so that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, they had a possibility. They, they they could do it. They have the the team to go out there and, and execute, put points on the board like that. But fifty points is a lot of points. Yeah, <laughs> but they can do it. If, if San Francisco is only going to put up uh, field goals, and uh, they can do that. Yeah. That's that's nine. Nah, fifty to nine. <laughs> yeah. And then the last game we're going to pick, uh, we're going to definitely end the show on a good note, hopefully. It's going to be Chicago coming to Cowboys Stadium to play the Cowboys. Chicago had a win last week. I guess you could call it a win. Technicality as far as I'm concerned because Calvin Johnson made that catch. But what do you guys think about the Bears coming to uh, coming to the Cowboys Stadium? Oh. Um. Cowboys win this one all day. Now I need, but then I, need, I'm, I'm, I, I might I might be the wrong person to ask about that because, you know, I'm pretty much going to say that every week. Okay, well, that's why I need a score from you. I need a score from a Cowboy fan. I need, I need to know what the score is going to be for the Bears at the Cowboys. Cowboys win 20-9. to nine. Wow. I'm going to go with Dallas, too. Only because Dallas should win, but which Dallas Cowboys team is going to show up? And in Jerry's house, for them to lose would be embarrassment. So I expect for them to win for Jerry. But I'm going to predict the score 21 
to 10, Dallas. Okay. You're going 21-10, and we, we talked about this last week. I gave you our prediction last week. That didn't happen. But I think this will be the game. We have a breakout game. We finally get the offense clicking, uh, and everyone's going to get a chance to score. So I'm giving the Cowboys the win, 34-13. to 13. You got to be joking. 34-13 against the Bears. 34-13 against the Bears. I'm going you got to, to be kidding, man. I'm telling you, because I think that finally offense, I think the offense is finally going to get the clicking. We're going to get some rushing touchdowns, some passing touchdowns. I think if everybody I want to score scores, we can hit 34 points. Man, I, I am definitely a true fan. I'm going to try my best to be the, a realist on that one. So I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm 34 you. points, I, w- I would love to see that. I mean, you know, that would that would, my, my house would be happy, my household. They would be happy that day. Yeah. If the Cowboys go 34 points right now, I'd take you to dinner. All right, you heard it here first. If the Cowboys at least win on Sunday, at least me and my me and my family can have a, a decent discussion without be yelling at anybody. So I'm just hoping for at least a win. So maybe we can. Well, you know, if Dallas scored 34 points, you might can go out and get a free dinner. <laughs> After last week's performance, yeah, they might give away right. food. You're yeah. probably right. And uh, make sure so you guys. I, I, um, you take that bet. Yeah, I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. Okay, if, if they don't score 34, you have to take me to dinner. Okay, cool. That'll work. That'll work. And if they do score 34 points, I want Papa Do's. <laughs> I want Papa Do's. Believe that. You got Believe it. it. Well, what happens if they, don't, if they don't score 34? What you want? We're go, we going to McDonald's. We're going to make no, no, that ain't that ain't your choice. That ain't your choice. That's right. I want Papa's brother's steakhouse. That's <laughs> fact, I want to pick out a lobster out of the tank. Papa's Papa's brother. <laughs> Just a quick up, uh, y'all make sure y'all tune in. Uh, our next show is gonna be Thursday from nine to eleven. That's our new time slot. It'll be every Tuesday, every Thursday. Uh, you can always call in and listen, 323-927-2906. Hit us on the website, blogtalkradio.com, slash uh, Sports. Follow us on Twitter, RF Sports Radio, Or email us. We'd like to email y'all to email us throughout the week. Give us uh, different show ideas, stuff you'd like to discuss. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. And I want to thank all my callers for calling in. Stay paid. Uh, Rick for calling in, spending some time with us on the show. I sure appreciate Thanks, that. And the other no callers that, call, no that called in, do call in next time because we didn't get a chance to get to you guys. Got a lot to discuss, of course. And uh, just to end everything out, uh, what did you see this past uh, NFL Week 1 that you think was your biggest surprise and your biggest shock? My biggest surprise Ooh. was Houston. Uh, my biggest shock was Dallas. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, What's your biggest surprise from week one and your biggest shock from week one? 
my biggest surprise was that uh, Dallas's offense didn't go out and do what they needed to do. My biggest shock was that touchdown at the end of the half. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. It's hard. It's yeah, hard. Fans, yeah, it's hard to read. It's hard to read. Overcome something like that, man. I agree with you. Real. I agree with you on that. But it's been a great show. I had a lot of fun today. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the show. If you want to go back and listen to it again, it's still available on iTunes. It's available on the website or through uh, Facebook. You can find us on there as well. And uh, we're going to end the show about five minutes early or four minutes early, but we thank everyone for calling in, everyone for listening. And stay tuned. We'll be coming to you every Tuesday and every Wednesday from 9 to 11. And I always end out the show with my tagline, Go Cowboys. All right, thank you all for listening, and see you all on Thursday, 9 o'clock. And tune in to the web page. I'm going to post a picture of my steak dinner Tuesday morning. <laughs> okay. I'm going to post a picture of me eating Papa Do's, eating shrimp and lobster, so believe that. All right, tune well, in. You got it, right? And see you all on Thursday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.